Hey guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and that is Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the most premium, high-quality, science-backed products on the market in Australia today, and you guys can use the code TFLP to save 10% off your next order at unifyactive.com. Unify has a range of products, including whey protein isolate, plant-based protein, a pre-workout, creatine monohydrate, and their best-selling product, the Hydration Formula. So again, use that code TFLP to save 10% at unifyactive.com. Hey guys, my name is Joseph Mansell. I am the founder and CEO of a couple of different companies. The first one is MJ Fitness, previously known as Massive Joe's. Uh, the second one is TMJ Apparel. I'm also an IFBB Men's Physique Pro Athlete, uh, and I run the IFBB Pro League in South Australia. I'm one of the Australian promoters of the IFBB Pro League on the amateur side of things. I run a podcast called the Fitness Times Business Podcast. I also do some business mentoring and some consulting, and uh, I'm very happy to be here today on the Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Love your work, mate. Brother, welcome back to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. It has been, it's been so long since we've even seen each other, but it's also been, we figured out about two years since you were meant to be on the podcast again, and you had flights booked to come to Melbourne, and that uh, those plans got... Got a bit cooked with the whole COVID thing. Um, but we're here. And this is the second time on the show. I've been fortunate enough to come on, on your podcast over in Adelaide um, once before as well, which was which was awesome and I was super grateful for. But, mate, firstly, it's so good to see you again. And thanks so much for being back on the show. Man, I'm so happy to be here. It's it, it, Literally, there's been um, so many attempts to make this happen that it almost feels like it's not real. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like are, we've actually I keep checking my Instagram this week. I'm yeah, like, is he still coming? Is he yeah, still coming? Yeah, it, it was like that. I was like, what's going to happen that's going to like <laughs> not happen? Is one of us going to get sick or flight's <laughs> going to get cancelled? Or, But we're here, man. It's very cool. It's very cool. Mm. Um, and you're the first guest in the new studio as well. So, I did not realise that. Yeah. Yeah. First guest Thank in the you. new studio. So, oh, absolute yeah. pleasure. We yeah. literally saved it. We were going to come into this studio two years ago, but we didn't because we wanted to wait until you <laughs> came here. Actually. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you, man. It's even, uh, I didn't realize that. And I was, we were just walking around. And I was saying, man, this is a really cool space. So, it's I super didn't, cool. I didn't yeah. realize I was the first, but thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Now you got to, we're going to have to nail this episode now, man. Uh, Make it worth it. But, um, goes without saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were, I was saying before, we we're getting some footage for, we're both vlogging today. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like a, full circle moment in a way if that's if that's what that saying actually means i guess but um i reckon it would have been oh man i want to say maybe 2000 and i'm going to say like 2015 somewhere around there i remember i'd been following you on social media for yeah. for some time and at that stage i was heavily uh invested in like the the bodybuilding space and mm-hmm. and still really just um you know just gravitating to anything and everything when it came to training and nutrition and um, wanting to be around like-minded people and you were one of those people and I was in Adelaide with the family and I remember I reached out to you on Instagram asking uh, whether whether we could connect and do a session and to my surprise you got back to me and we did a session I think at Anytime Fitness or something like that in Adelaide. Anytime Uh, Fitness Mile End. Yes, and I remember it it vividly. Man, I was so stoked that day firstly just to meet you and, and to connect but from that day onwards, um, we've just maintained a, a really good friendship and, and stayed connected and continued to support, support each other on, on our own journeys. And um, I guess in that process, you eventually came on the podcast for the first time. And then obviously, um, uh, I was fortunate enough to come over to Adelaide to, to podcast with you guys and check out the warehouse and everything. And and here we are. So it's quite cool. And it's, it's something that I, and we're going to talk about this today around like the law of attraction and, and manifestation and, um, and just gravitating towards people who allow you to grow, but also support your journey and, um, and people who continue to level you up. Right. So I, I obviously stay up to date with all the stuff that you're doing on social media and within business and, and competing and everything. And I'm constantly inspired by 
um, not only what you've achieved, but more so your work ethic. And um, I think most importantly, just the the fucking great person that you are over anything, which is Thank which is the most important thing, yeah. right? And, um, and so yeah, I'm grateful to to be sitting here today chatting again. Well, the inspiration is reciprocated because you know you talk about 2015. I think it was probably a bit earlier than that. I'm thinking like 2013, 2014. And the reason why I say that is because I remember because I weighed about 40 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but our like our background. You mentioned bodybuilding, but we also have um, the common interest of basketball basketball well. and yep. i remember that's where when we very first connected yes that was a common point as well and because creaky was still with the 36s back then as well within yeah. the nbl as well yeah. yeah 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 so um you know we've had kind of a lot of things that had kind of crossed over and and you know um law of attraction like yes ultimately but um more to my point like the inspiration is reciprocated because obviously I've, since we first met i've been kind of keeping up to date with what what you're what you've been up to and what you've been doing and what you've accomplished and your, your wins and your losses and everything in between. Uh, and it's so fucking cool to see how far you've come from, like, I remember that first podcast, like you just started yeah, the man. podcast, right? Yeah. And I, th- back then I remember like, what's a podcast? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ago, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's a podcast? And you're like, Oh, I just want to come in and like record <laughs> us having a conversation and then publish it. And I was like, yeah, cool. Right, let's do that. <laughs> but we had that little room. Yes, that's back right. At the original, the original warehouse, MJHQ, yeah. the original warehouse, um, and it was literally just like this tiny little office, no light. We had one mic in between yeah, the two of us. Mic. Yeah, we were sharing a mic, and yeah. I think you were recording to like an MP3 recorder or yeah. some shit. Um, <laughs> you know, and and to to like literally to see that, which is let's call it ten years ago now, yeah. to now, and you've got one of the biggest fitness related podcasts not just in the country but on the planet um you know everything that you've done in i mean with your coaching business online in person the people you've interacted with um you know we were talking a little bit earlier about a business venture you're working on at yeah. the moment that i'm assuming is not public yet no nah. so i won't <laughs> we won't talk any more about that but you know like all these little little bits and pieces like it's very cool to see man um you know and it, it really has been an inspiration to me seeing it from a distance but then also knowing you personally um it, it, it's very cool and you should be very proud of yourself i appreciate that a lot that a lot man um you know coming from someone like yourself like like i've just said in that that whole intro like you're someone that i respect highly um and uh, you, you made a good point before around like the the wins and the losses right that's something mm-hmm. that i really appreciate about you as well is the fact that following your journey it's not just the highlights right you're someone who shares and and we're going to talk about the mindset and personal growth stuff today but it's like sharing everything right on the journey it's it's sharing the moments that realistically most people don't share but at the end of the day they're the moments that are going to help for most people Mm -hmm. right i feel like every time i see your content uh, i'm taking some value away from it it's not just you looking absolutely jacked which you always do uh, which is inspiring as well but it's also like the ins and outs of it right it's like um going through that journey because in the end of the day everyone's everyone's journey it's it's not linear. It's not just from, from the bottom to the top. There's so many ups and downs in between. Um, and I feel like you've done a really good job at sharing that. And man, as a result, like I think that work ethic clearly is, um, is paying off and that persistence and the ability to adapt and change. Like we were talking about, um, COVID and and the fact that we couldn't record because of, because of lockdowns and stuff. I feel like you out of all people is someone who has just maneuvered through business and through life in so many different ways. Um, and I'd love to kind of chat through that, I guess. Um, some of the, I guess the question is what, when you think about where you are right now and some of the success that you've had, for me personally, I, I attribute any of this success that I've had to all of the the setbacks or the losses or the failures, right? The, the moments that felt like shit and felt like the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But without them, I know now that I wouldn't be in a position I'm in now. So when you think about those moments for yourself, is there something that stands out or, or maybe a number of things that stand out that at the time were perceived as negative but have, have allowed you to become, I, I guess, the person and the business owner that you are today? Yeah, hundred um, percent. And I'll talk about a few of them. Yeah, uh, because I, I, you're right. Like I do, man. It's funny you say that because one of my things is like I wish I share more of the struggle. 
Like I'm, all, I'm consciously yeah. like, okay, you know, uh, and the struggle is hard to share as well, especially when you've got mm-hmm. like a, a, a public persona and, and, you know, people look to you for inspiration and it's very easy to kind of fall into the mindset of like, oh fuck, maybe I don't want to share that struggle because it's a little bit uncomfortable, puts mm. me in a vulnerable position. I um, think j- just on that quickly as well, before yeah. you get going, um, is I'm also always mindful of, because I think it's in a way it's almost easy to be to be vulnerable sometimes mm-hmm. about the bad times when you're doing it, knowing that you are going to receive like love and and like receive kind of I don't I don't want to say sympathy but you kind of it is it's hard to not do it with the with the thought of saying like well I don't want people to think I'm sharing this because I want everyone to feel sorry for me yes. whereas when you're able okay. to share those vulnerable losses or those vulnerable moments that are really difficult Mm -hmm. but then show the process and the journey of like all right this is what i'm dealing with now and this is what i'm going to do next and i want you to watch what happens when i have this mindset and this attitude yeah it's a fine line between playing the victim and leaning into vulnerability that kind of leads to resilience yeah that's ultimately yeah. what it is because a lot of people like they overshare the negative shit mm. and it's like, well, you're just fucking playing the victim. <laughs> and, but, but at the same time you can fall into that trap because there is that positive reinforcement mm-hmm. of like, you will get the, you know, the comments about, yes. oh, you know, you'll be fine and look how good you're doing. And you know, all this yeah. fucking bullshit um, relating to playing into the victim mentality and having the victim mindset. Mm. But at the same time, like you do want to share some of the struggles. Yeah, because definitely. Like at the end of the day, real recognize real. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's why the first thing I said to you was seeing your highs and your lows, yep. seeing your wins and your losses. Yeah. Because you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, anybody who says that they do is, in my personal opinion, is just full of shit. Yep. Or perhaps they just haven't, they haven't come up against the punch in the yeah. face. Yeah. But it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's coming at some point. Um, but uh, yeah. So back to, back to your, your question and, and the point I wanted to make before answering it. Um, you know, I do consciously wish and I'm trying to as well, is is really kind of sharing more of the struggles along the way. Yep. Um, because that does ultimately, like it, it, it helps inspire people because mm-hmm. it's like, look, you know, if, you, if you're serious about long-term success, you, you have to be serious about how do you approach when things don't go the way that you want them to go, mm-hmm. right? And so I have two things um, when it comes to, to resilience and when it comes to, really facing the losses and, and, and the negative um, side of success that I always kind of anchor back into. The first one is, um, and I, I paraphrase this from Steve Jobs because Steve Jobs was the first person that I ever heard um, articulate it like this and he did so in his Stanford commencement speech. Yep. You've seen it? Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Multiple times, times, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> likewise. <laughs> um, and in his Stanford commencement speech, um, for, for the listeners and the viewers who haven't seen it, it, he it's quite a short speech google it definitely go check it out we'll have a link in the show notes yeah yeah even better um and he effectively in you know 20 minutes talks about his um journey through apple specifically when he was removed as ceo right and, mm-hmm. and what that period kind of looked like and he you know he he says that when that happened I mean, like it felt like the worst thing that could ever happen to you. Rightfully so. Like you've literally started, (laughs) you know, at the time it probably would have been close to a billion dollar company with your mate Steve Wozniak in your fucking garage. Garage, yeah. And you've built it, built it, built it, and you've innovated, 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 and you got to a point where you're, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world. You've brought in a new CEO, and the first thing that CEO does is remove you from your own company. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, Yeah, right, straight up. But anyway, so he talks about that, and he's like, you know, at the time, that felt like the worst thing that could ever happen to me. Mm -hmm. But it led to me starting Next Computer, and then starting Pixar, and then Apple buys next and brings Steve back in and brings Steve back in at a point where Apple was, I think it was like 90 days away from bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Like the Apple we know today, yep. the trillion dollar juggernaut, one of the biggest companies in the world that literally touches everything we do on a daily basis was 90 days away from not being in existence. Not being a thing, yeah. They bring Steve back in and he clears the decks cuts all the bullshit products, brings it straight back down and goes, you know what, you know, this is the direction we're going in. We're going to launch. Um, the first thing was the uh, iPod. Yep. 
and then iTunes and that platform, um, the iPad, the iPhone, Mac, and Apple is now what it is today. Mm-hmm. And it, in his speech, he goes, you know, at the time it felt like the worst thing that could ever happen to me, but now that I'm at where I am at this point in my life, I can look back and I can join the dots and yeah. I can go, well, had I not been removed from Apple, I wouldn't have started Pixar. Mm. I wouldn't have started Next. And I wouldn't have uh, had all of those life experiences to be brought back into Apple yeah. and effectively save it yeah. right? and then build it into one of the biggest companies yeah. the world has ever seen. That's it. Who knows how the trajectory could have looked if he never got kicked out, right? Yeah. It's like... Who knows how that looks. Right. And, and, and the way he articulates it, the way he kind of pulls it together is he goes, you, you can't join the dots of your life looking forwards. You can only ever join them looking back. So you have to have faith in something mm-hmm. that at some point yep. the dots are going to join. Yep. Right. And so that's one way that I, I always look at, you know, fuck, like I wish, I wish that that had happened or I'm really disappointed that that, that didn't happen for me, whatever, however the loss mm. manifests. I always come back and I go, okay, well, I'm, I, I don't know how this is going to play out. I don't know what this is going to lead to, but I have faith that at some point I'll be able to look back and I'll be, and be able to say, okay, well, if that didn't happen the way it happened, it wouldn't have led to this, which wouldn't have led to this, yep. which wouldn't have led to this, which leads to what I'm doing with my life right mm-hmm. now. So that's the first thing is you can only ever join the dots of your life looking backwards. You can never join them looking forwards. So you have to have faith in something. And so the thing that I have faith in, I have a little personal mantra. And um, my personal mantra is only good things happen for me. That's what I have faith in. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of shit's going to happen in your life. Some of it's going to be quote-unquote good. Some of it's going to be quote-unquote bad. Yep. Right? You, you really have, as much as we like to think that we have a lot of control and a lot of impact on things that happen in our life, mostly that's our ego talking, we really don't. Mm-hmm. Right? As much as we, we wish that we do, we really don't. But we always have two choices we have two things that we do have control over the first thing is are we going to perceive things that happen as good or bad because things things they just happen Mm. right like the pandemic is a great example yeah we brought it up already was it good was it bad it doesn't give a fuck it just happened yeah it just happened yeah so it's up it's only good or bad whether you make it good or bad perception right you Mm. get you get to decide that right and that's within your that's within your sphere of influence that's within your realm of control you can decide whether it's good or bad and the second thing you get to decide is whether you perceive things as happening to you or happening for you Mm -hmm. slight nuance and slight distinction but things happening to you is like you know, you're, you're just a leaf in the wind, right? And you can kind of be blown in this direction and blown in that direction and you're just kind of being pushed around. Mm-hmm. Or you can perceive things, and this is the dots joining, as happening for you, right? You mm. can perceive things as going, okay, well, perhaps this is actually pushing me in the direction that I'm truly supposed to go. I can't see it yet, mm-hmm. but perhaps it's actually happening for me. Yeah. Right? So I choose to perceive whatever happens as good, and I choose to perceive it as happening for me, not to me. And that's kind of how I tie the, I can only join the dots looking backwards. And what I'm going to have faith in in the present moment is that only good things happen for me. Man, I love that so much. It's, uh, and I can resonate to absolutely all of that. There's a book that I, I want to, I'm going to send you two books at the end of this. And I, <clears throat> one of these, I'm going to have the link to the audio book in the show notes. It's called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by mm-hmm. Deepak Chopra. Yep. It's one of the books where I can, like, I would just love to see the reaction of you while you listen to it because I feel like you're going to really resonate with every single chapter. Mm. But in one of the chapters in that book is around the, the there's two that really stand out. The law of, uh, of least effort, the law of least effort and the law of detachment. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, with what you're saying as well, it's like you said before about when you think, when we perceive things as something as something is negative, right? Yeah. It's because we our ego is telling us that we know how things are meant to go, mm-hmm. right? So I had this kind of uh, I had this uh, epiphany, I guess you could call it, probably not, but we'll use that um, recently around the way that I kind of like around judgment, right, and removing judgment completely towards things and towards people. 
So the people one example of that is, you know, if someone walks into this room right now and, and abuses both of us, treats us like shit, it's very easy for me to then judge that person as, as an asshole. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, what the fuck? But the conclusion I came to is, yes, you know, on the surface that's poor behaviour. But for me, I can't sit here and say that they should be any way at all out, aside from that. If I have never, if I haven't lived the life they've lived, if I don't have their mental state, if I don't have their limiting beliefs, if I don't have their trauma and their experiences, if I don't have that exact set of things right now, there's no way that I can say that I wouldn't be exactly the same way as them. Mm. So when I started to think like that and just remove that judgment completely, there's a few things that happen. One, you realise that fucking nothing really matters that much, right? So you, you kind of eliminate a lot of that stress, anxiety around everything that happens throughout the day and you just take a step back and just become more of an observer. Mm. Second thing is that you have so much more empathy for everything and everyone. Because in the situations, like the outcome side of thing, when you remove judgment from that, it's exactly what you're saying. If I walk outside now and I've got a a flat tire on my car, Mm -hmm. I can easily respond and react to that and go, you know, fuck, this is so annoying. Like I need to be somewhere in half an hour, like, and get really frustrated and bring my frequency all the way down. And, And I always say, like, what you focus on is what you get more of. So it's like if I'm focusing on this negative, I can expect to get more of that low-frequency negative things, right? But how am I supposed? How am I to know that if I didn't have a flat tire and I got in my car, that 20 minutes later I wouldn't have gotten hit by a truck? Uh, that's a pretty fucking out there example, but that's bit, but yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But yeah. that's the thing. It's like as you said, it's only good or bad if I say it is, yeah. and by allowing things to happen and understanding that things happen for you, you remove that control. Mm-hmm. It's like blinkers, right? If, I, if I've got a business idea and I think that the business should do this, this and this and in six months' time it's going to be here mm-hmm. and if something happens along the way or that wasn't part of the plan, it's like, well, that's me with blinkers on like a horse. It's like I, I have no peripherals. I don't see anything on the outside that could be coming, happening for me and, and presenting itself to, to show me where to go next because I've decided how things should go. And that's the biggest egotistical thing ever. It's like if I remove that control, if I remove that forcing energy and that forcing outcome, it's like you allow things to happen mm. and and you start to you start to understand that things don't always have to go the way that you think they should go. Mm. And as you said, the thing that, that comes across as the worst thing that's ever happened to you could be the fucking best thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah. And for me personally, 99% of the time it has been. Like in the moment, yeah, it feels shit and you think you know you ask yourself all the questions why me like why has this happened blah 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 but as you said when you look back and connect the dots it's like without that negative thing happening all this good shit doesn't happen so when you can have that perspective i think it allows you to not have so much attachment to every single little thing that happens and when things do happen that would usually be perceived as negative you can take a step back and go all right what's this showing me what's the lesson here like why has this happened yeah and what can i take away from it or like why has it showed itself like this mm. and and i think you save yourself obviously a lot of frustration and anger and negativity and and you pull yourself out of it a little bit and and for me personally like having that shift in perspective is just i, I genuinely think it's just allowed me to become a much better person it, it's huge man and it, it's funny that we've gone straight here because i literally had this discussion like two days ago with uh, one of my um uh one of the things i didn't mention in, in, in the intro of the show maybe we'll have to re-record that uh was i do some business mentoring yes my, yeah my um uh, passion projects uh and i was having this conversation with a client of mine and um we were we were talking about the saying um you uh when you sorry seeing is believing right Mm -hmm. when you see it you believe it yeah and the truth is when you believe it you you see see it it. yes i love that man yeah it's it's the other way around it's your reticular activating system and so much of this is quantum physics yeah we can literally go down this rabbit hole for hours (laughs) yeah dr joe Dispenza. yes and the book i want to send you after this you squared Yeah. Have you heard it before? I have heard, yeah. You yeah. squared? Oh, I haven't, man. I haven't read it yet. Man, no. you'll love it. It's like yeah. 45 minutes and it's all around that yeah. making quantum leaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, sorry. Go back to what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so much of it is 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 perception and so much of it is mindset, right? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Starting to think illogically and, st- and moving yeah. yourself, removing yeah. yourself from the usual fucking programming and the, yeah. the autopilot that we've been on for so long. 
and limiting beliefs and all yeah. of these other things that tie into that. Yeah. And you kind of go, well, where the fuck did this come from in the first place? Yeah. So why do why do I think this way? Why do I believe this? Why do I perceive things the way that I perceive them? Uh, and when you kind of, you know, you you almost become awake to that, and you can go, well, there's a different way here. Right? Yeah. I, is I do actually, you know, I always say that. Um, I always say control your controllables, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in my opinion, there's there's four things that you can always control. Um, the first one is your actions. The second one is your responses. The third one is your effort. And the fourth one is your attitude, right? Mm-hmm. You always have control over what you do, how you respond to what happens, how much effort you exert, and what attitude you're going to put out into the universe, yeah. right? And when you come to the realization that no matter what happens to you, for you, good, bad, whatever it is, you can always anchor back into those four things and you can actually change those four things, mm-hmm. right? And one of those things is attitude. One of those things is effort. One of those things is how you respond to situation. And obviously one of those things is what you do, your yep. actions. Yep. Um, and that's a big one for me as well, is just always kind of coming back into that, especially when shit doesn't go the way that I want it to go. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, wh- what can I do? How can I respond? How much effort can I put in? And what sort of attitude am I yeah. going to have? And that helps me out a lot dealing with, you know, the, the punches to the face as I like to call yeah. them. Yeah. Man, the thing you said before about, um, you know, you have to see it to believe it, but, but you flip that around to believe it to see it. Mm-hmm. When people actually start to process that and peel the layers back a little bit, mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people we actually come to the realisation that we've already been, like, we've already been doing it. You know, I was having a conversation the other day with a client around the law of vibration mm-hmm. and, like, frequencies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm like regardless of whether you give a fuck about this or not, it's happening around you already. Mm. And you're already doing it, but you're just not aware of it. And there's no conscious effort towards what you are attracting or what frequency you are putting yourself on. But when you look back, it's like simple conversation I had this morning was around people making a very simple switch of removing all this talk and all these thoughts around shit that we don't want to happen. Mm. Like, think about the amount of people that spend all of their time with their friends or whatever talking about shit that they don't want to happen. Or instantly bringing up conversations around shit that triggers them and pisses them off. It's like we get almost like addicted to this dopamine hit of like feeling angry or feeling like mm-hmm. pissed off or like the drama or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. but I know for it's hard for people to to understand sometimes when you're so when you're so far away from having the self awareness around it, but it's like it's everything starts up here. It's like if you can if you can genuinely get to the point where you start to believe it and you said something before around um around the uh the trust. What what did you say before about trust? Belief? Around limiting beliefs? Oh, I can't remember what it was, but there's there was something that's really stuck with me lately is just when you have set that intention or when you have decided the path you want to go on or what you're trying to attract, it's like yeah. That's the easy bit. The hard bit is the is the belief. And the belief, the way that I kind of perceive belief now is, is like belief is trust without evidence. Mm-hmm. Right? So it think about the amount of things that you have built yeah. to the point where they are now. And, and in that first year, maybe the first two years when you're, you've still got this vision and nothing around you suggests that it's working. Mm. Nothing around you suggests that it's going to happen. It's like that's when you need to have that belief and, and continue staying at the frequency of what you're trying Mm-hmm. to be it's mm-hmm. like you can't go from being here and wanting this and being in lack because it's like what you focus on is what you get more of yeah so if i'm in lack i'm getting more lack whereas if i flip that script and now all of a sudden i'm up here i'm like all right my reality doesn't show it yet but how would the ideal how would the ultimate version of me be in this scenario what frequency would i be at yeah. now all of a sudden this is bringing itself towards you yeah you're attracting it and and that's that's hard but i mean in the end of the day we have so many choices every single day and it's like what active choice am i making in each situation and how am i responding like what version am i of myself am i responding in yeah i think just just one thing i'd like to add to that as well because i think it's it becomes quite easy to to get a little bit lost in the spirituality of it all right mm. because because you, and and we know this well right and this is why i, I, I want to 
add this and, and kind of make this distinction is you can't just kind of sit around and believe shit's going to happen and shit happens. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a lot yeah, of people yeah, yeah. like, okay, I got the quantum physics and I got the law of attraction. <laughs> I wrote it I down. Got, <laughs> I, and I wrote it down and I think about it all the time and I'm, I'm, I'm living in abundance. I'm not living in lack and like it's all this mindset stuff. Yeah. And they're like, and nothing's happening. Yeah, where's my million dollars? Well, <laughs> where's my successful yeah. business or yeah. where's my successful relationship or marriage or, you know, whatever is important mm. to you that you're trying to attract. So I, I think the thing to add there, and this is this is another um, uh, mantra or saying that I, I always come back to, is the work comes before the belief, right? Mm. And this kind of ties into what you're saying. And I think I'm seeing a lot more of this now. Um, definitely in like the post-COVID era where there's going to be periods where you're working towards something, mm -hmm. right? And you're like, you're fucking working, man. Like you're, you're putting in blood, sweat, tears, long hours, early mm -hmm. mornings, late nights. And you're not going to see progress, but you're putting in the work. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really where a lot of people are going to find it quite difficult as well because there are gonna, there's, there's going to be periods where you're, you're, you're really, like you're fucking working. You've got the belief of where you want to go. There's a disconnect between the input and the output. Yep. And what do you do in that situation? Mm -hmm. right? Because that's, for a lot of people, that's where they quote unquote pivot. Yeah. Right. That's where they go and they change direction because mm -hmm. they're like, man, I, like I can't fucking. It's taking longer than I thought. It's taking more effort than I thought. It's like it's really like it's 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 pulling the fucking life out of me. I'm not getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um. And and I'm just gonna pivot or I'm gonna quit and and, and, and yeah. go and try something else. And this is it, it reminds me of um uh the mem of the um the guy with the pickaxe. Yes, you, you, he stops just short, and the guy down the bottom just cracks you know a tiny bit further. Yeah, 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 I'm not surprised that you yeah. know the one. Yeah, right, because it's like fuck. You know, you just you just got to keep working. Mm -hmm. You just got to keep swinging the fucking axe. Mm. But at the same time, you got to have the belief that you're only a few swings of the pickaxe away. Yeah, and you will break through. Yeah, and I think that that it's a little nuanced, but I think that's the relationship of all of the stuff that we're talking about yep. from a mindset perspective and a quantum physics perspective and the law of attraction and the belief, mm -hmm. the work always comes before the belief, yep. but the belief is going to be super important when the work is not yielding the outcome that yep. you think it should have yeah. yielded by a certain period of time or a certain amount of effort or whatever in your mind, you've kind of set that up as yes, I'm progressing. Yep. That's when you're really going to have to anchor back into the belief, but understand that the work always comes before mm. the belief as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think Hort Mosey said something around this the other day in some content I was watching and he said a lot of the time what can help with that is just broadening your horizon, your time horizon of of your expectation of when you're going to get that result. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's obviously super common when it comes to yeah. physiques and stuff. It's like I've been living this unhealthy lifestyle, eating like shit and not training for the last three years, but in four weeks I want to look like a fucking Greek god and you're like... <laughs> excuse me yeah. but it's like just broadening that time horizon yeah. um man this this past year you i guess lived out some in some somewhat of a, a childhood dream mm -hmm. going and competing over in the, in the states in as an ifbb pro talk us through that experience and and I, i'm also super keen to hear about your i guess mentality around competing yeah. now in comparison to i guess the first time you ever stepped on stage or even you know two, three years ago in comparison to how your approach is to that, to that now. Yeah. hundred And I will also just mention you look fucking incredible. <laughs> and, and for me, man, like I obviously don't compete anymore, but just watching your content, I think that's why, you know, having that narrative and sharing and documenting your journey is so powerful. Cause it's like, I'm sitting at home watching like your stories every day and your posts, just like almost feeling the feelings of like, feeling the feelings for you you know what i mean it's like yeah. the build up to that that moment of getting on stage and just seeing all that hard work that's gone in and and just knowing the the level of effort and and just the the sacrifice that goes into feeling this level of of, of achievement which i think you would agree is just 
undescribable to to so many people um regardless of what your result is on stage it's like just knowing that you have put in everything and, and you have bettered yourself it's a it's a crazy feeling but um but yeah man how how was that whole experience man it was you know for me you meant you mentioned childhood dream um so when i first uh leaned into my curiosity around around bodybuilding which was when i finished um basketball uh well my injury finished basketball for me yeah um and i kind of leaned into leaned into same um, yeah yeah we feel we feel <laughs> that that was actually i didn't even get to tell that story around uh, you know where these um, the connection joining the dots looking backwards and only good things happen for me but let me quickly we'll get back to that yeah we'll we'll, we'll we'll come back to that um because i think that's important to tie all of this together um rather than just talking in concepts adding adding some actual um life experience to it but when uh when basketball ended for me and i and i lent into bodybuilding the shows a couple of the the shows that i used to watch were the pittsburgh pro and the new york pro um the new york pro used to be called the night of champions um, in the bodybuilding realms uh and uh and i I, like i I used to watch these as a teenager and i was like fuck man these are some of the biggest shows in the world uh and the guys i used to follow used to compete in them and i was like fuck man like Mm -hmm. it's yeah crazy like watching you know if you're if you're a a fan of afl it's like watching the grand final as a kid you know if you're a fan of basketball it's like watching the nba finals as a kid you know like it it, that sort of um uh, level of excitement yeah 100 percent, like incredible and so uh in may this year i got to compete at the Pittsburgh Pro and the New York Pro. I was actually the first Australian men's physique pro athlete to do those shows in the history of bodybuilding, um, which was fucking epic. Man. Yeah, <laughs> like, so wild. So, so wild. Uh, and, you know, for me, there were there were a couple of pinch myself moments. The first one was the fact that I was actually on the, those stages. Like I, And the New York Pro for me was... Like indescribable like I actually can't put words to it and I get like goosebumps just talking <laughs> just, just literally talking about it um but the New York Pro like I was on the stage and the New York Pro has uh, one of the signatures is it's got a big like NY Pro sign in the at the back of the stage yeah and, like the best physique based athletes of all time have stood in front of that <laughs> on that stage and like I'm on stage and that we're, we're actually in in the pre-judging and um, a massive lineup of, of men's physique pros from all over the world. And so there's like, man, there must have been maybe 40 of us on stage. And so they're calling us out to do the comparisons and, and whatnot. And so when you're not being judged, you're kind of on the back and the diagonals and you're just supposed to be, you know, you're still posing, but you're not yep. being judged. So you kind of take it a little bit easy. And so I'm um, on the back and these diagonals haven't been called out yet. And I'm just like looking around, I'm like, and there's a New York Pro sign. <laughs> I'm standing on stage at the New York Pro. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like I never, never in my wildest dreams, as a you know, as a 17, 18, 19 year old watching the Night of Champions and New York Pro, did I ever think that this would be me standing on yeah. the stage? So that you know, incredible pinch myself moment. And then the second one for me was, so I turned pro as a men's physique athlete in 2017. Mm-hmm. So I won um, South Australian state title, Australian national championship, Oceania title overall, and, and turned pro um, in Sydney. It was actually in Sydney in 2017. And then I took um, 2018 off, like purposely I took that off um, because that was, I needed to, when you go from in bodybuilding, when you go from, being the top amateur to being a pro, there's a big difference. Big so gap, yeah. Yeah, so you just need time for your physique to develop. So I took a, a full year off. And then um, my first crack at the pro circuit was 2019. And so I started my prep in, in 2019 and um, talk about punches in the face. Uh, my I was married at the time and my marriage broke down. So mm-hmm. I went through a divorce. Uh, and at the time, my mental health was not good. Um, and people who have been through a marriage breakdown can probably relate to that. And so very first time of all the preps I've done, I've been competing since 2005 was my first show. Yep. Um, 2019 was the first prep that I ever pulled the pin on. I was like, I, I, I need to focus on doing what I need to do mm-hmm. for my mental health at this point in time. I 
I just can't cope with the stress of uh, the physical and psychological stress of a prep on top of this. And I needed to deal with going through the breakdown of the marriage. So I did that in 2019, pulled the pin on that prep. And then so 2020 was my next shot, right? Mm -hmm. So 2020, um, I got invited to compete at the Arnold Australia, right? So invite only show and they picked the best athletes from around the world and a couple of Australians as well. And so I got picked to compete at that show. Went through a full prep, got six days out from the from it was here in melbourne mm-hmm. the arnold australia pro men's physique the first ever pro men's physique i got a message from tony doherty on sunday morning the next saturday i was supposed to compete and he said i'm really sorry but um we, we've they shut down the show because of covid obviously <laughs> it was march 2020 yeah. so okay cool and i literally i went through a 20-week prep six days yeah that's wild so i'm like okay what did you at least least i did everything i could do for that one you know what did you do in like the half an hour after receiving that text (laughs) the truth is uh i so i I got the text message on it was sunday night uh and i sat with the text message and um i was with uh my uh wife amy we weren't married back then uh but amy was there and and um and so i told her the news and i was like almost like disbelief mm-hmm. i was like there's no like there's no fucking way and the, like there was so you got to go back to that time like there was so much shit happening yeah. with covid as well that like we look back on it but when you're in the moment it was like what the fuck is going on yeah like the prime yeah. minister's on tv shutting this down shutting yeah. that down there's you can't go to the to this thing with 500 or more people and then it's 100 people and that's 50 people and that's fucking lucky in your house <laughs> like it was just happening so quick um and it was disbelief and then i was like fuck this i drove to kfc <laughs> 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 and i went and got myself a, uh, a zinger burger and some chips and a, and a pepsi at Pepsi Max, uh, and and I ate it, and I was like, <laughs> and now I don't feel any better. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the first. Thing. I literally went, and I was like, because I, you know, that close out from the show, like you fucking starve twenty four seven. I was like, I'm gonna go and like eat something, and yeah, that's what I went. <laughs> <laughs> fuck man, <laughs> that's a true story, and Amy will will back that up because she was like, remember that time? <laughs> yeah, fuck man. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so back to the story. So that was um that was twenty twenty. Cool, all good. And so then the next Australian men's physique pro show was scheduled for the year after 2021 mm-hmm. i did a full prep for that and that got pulled um probably like four weeks out right so not quite a full prep but most of the prep okay that got pulled then it got rescheduled for 2022 i did a full prep for that and that got pulled uh, i think it was like 10 weeks out so i did uh, sorry started a prep and did about half a prep yeah and that got pulled so yep. i tried to compete <laughs> in pro shows 2019 i pulled the pin 2020 didn't happen 2021 didn't happen uh sorry i said 2022 was the second half 2021 didn't happen so there's yeah. been four attempts at competing in a fucking wow. pro show <laughs> and i'd been through you know three and a half preps to yeah. try and make it happen um that's brutal and that was kind of like you know just continuously i'm like fuck man am i ever actually gonna step, <laughs> on the, step on the pro stage like you know it took me i'd been competing since 2005 so i've been competing 12 years to mm. turn pro and i was like fuck okay maybe i was only ever supposed to be an amateur so um i did end up making my pro debut uh in 2022 mm-hmm. at the what ended up being the very first australian pro show which was here in melbourne yep uh and then you know to be able to uh travel to the u.s do the pittsburgh pro do the new york pro i think that was the second pinch myself moment Mm -hmm. because i remember i was backstage at new york pro and i was pumping up and um pumping up for me is always uh the competitive athletes will, will understand this it's always it's really fucking hard pumping up before a show backstage not just because of the physical state that you're in, but it's like you're so close to the finish line and you put in so much work and it's just like you're just fucking exhausted. Yeah. But I always, I always, um, whenever I'm pumping up for a show backstage, I always take my mind back to the prep and I mm-hmm. think about all of the fucking cardio and yeah. all of the sleepless nights and the dieting and all the workouts and all that sort of stuff. And so for the New York Pro, I had that multiplied by four preps. Yeah. So I was like, think about 2019. Think about 2020. 
Think about 2021 version one, 2021 version two. Think about all all of that to get you to this point to be the first Australian ever to step on the stage. Mm. I was pumping up like a fucking madman. Yeah. Hit a PB. Yeah, but that was, yeah, exactly. But that was the second pinch myself moment yeah. is I was like, fuck, okay. Like there, there was so much that, that went into getting me to this point over the last, even just the, the attempts at the pro stage over yeah. the last four years. Um, yeah, that was the, the second pinch myself moment. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I'm curious, like, this is a pretty fucking random question, actually, but I'm going to throw it in there. A client of mine actually told me about this the other day and said that it would be it'd be an interesting question to ask. So you're the first person I've asked this. Completely off topic. Mm. What's, what's a song that you can think of that is a song that has significant meaning to it? As in like there is, it's an attached to like a significant emotion or like a memory for you that you would put up there with one of the, the top most like influential songs that you've, that have been part of your life. And I want to, I want to hear the story behind or the, the emotion behind it and why. Shit. That's a, that's a hard question because like immediately like 10 songs came at me for like yeah. different parts of my life. Different parts of your life. <laughs> And it's one of those things where, like, you do associate, you know, really uh, both like good and bad, but mm. like really significant moments in your life with different songs. Um, uh, man, like uh, the, the the first one that comes to mind is uh, <laughs> it's got nothing to do with what we were talking about, but yeah. it's just, it, it 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 comes to mind immediately. It's almost made me a little bit emotional. Is um, a Janae Iko song called "While We Were uh, While We're Young." Yeah, uh, and it was the song that we played um, at uh, Amy and my wedding. Incredible. Yeah, it was a song that we played when Amy was walking. We didn't have an aisle um, because we got married in between COVID. Another story there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it was the song that Amy walked down the um, pretend aisle. Yeah. To yeah. Incredible. Yeah. How what what impact has has Amy had on your life like? across the board whether it be with uh, your ability to to run successful businesses whether it be as an athlete or just i think most importantly just as a as a person as a as a human she i i, I tell her this often is that i think that she actually saved me yeah she's like an angel to me that's incredible yeah like legit uh man there's no words there's, there's really no words like I um yeah no I got I I I can't I can't articulate it what fine, what, what I look what I can articulate is to go back to what we re like how we kind of started this conversation we talk about joining the dots yep looking backwards um Amy coming into my life was one of those moments where it was like, okay, I can see why things happened in my personal life yeah. to lead me to meeting this person at this point in my life mm -hmm. uh, and, and developing this relationship uh, mm -hmm. with this person at this point in my life. And, you know, there were, there were a couple of things that, uh, fuck it, and it's so clear looking back so clear looking yeah. back right obviously the big one was um amy for both of us it's our second marriage right? yeah so we were both married before and that's why i say at this point in our lives because had we met earlier nothing yeah. would have happened you right? know yeah. we were both married and, and 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 it just wouldn't have happened because of our personal core values too um but obviously a big part of that was uh the ending of my first marriage and mm. going through a divorce and at the time that was like legit top of the list of the worst things that I could ever mm -hmm. envisage happening to me. And a bit of that's got to do with, you know, I'm half Italian, half Polish. So, you know, just culturally, yeah. divorce is like n never going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, generationally, in terms of my generation, I'm like, like, you know, my my parents are still together. They've been married almost yep. forty years. Mm -hmm. My grandparents on both sides of the family have been married 
60 years. Yeah. My great, great, like, so generationally, I'm like the first person in my bloodline to ever have a failed marriage. Yeah. Right. So these things kind of lay it on top of each mm. other. And then also just the way that everything kind of went down in that it was, it was fucking brutal. Yeah. Um, definitely like from an adult trauma perspective, one of the most difficult things, if not the most difficult piece of adult trauma that I've ever had to, to, um, doubt, to yeah. go through. And so at the time felt like, you know, fuck, this is, this is horrible. Had that not happened, right? Mm-hmm. I would never have met Amy yep. and never been in a position to develop a relationship with Amy and ultimately marry Amy and have her in my life. Um, so that's one of those situations. And then secondly, and it's interesting because we've tied this in, I mentioned the prep that I pulled out of yep. in 2019. So my marriage actually started to break down at the end of 2018. Um, and then, you know, uh, there was backwards and forwards and whatever. And then like it, it effectively ended at the start of 2019. 2019 so was, yep. Okay. We need to go through separation and financial settlement and all of the wrapping up of, of, a you know, a, a marriage and everything that that involves. And, um, I made the decision to pull out of that prep prep. Yep. 2019. Had I gone through with that prep? So Amy and I met for the first time on the 25th of May, um, 2019. That was the date of one of the shows that I was planning on competing on wow. in the US. Right? So had I gone through with that prep, never would have met Amy. Man, how wild um, is that? I know, right? So then I can kind of go through and I can go, okay, I can see why that happened. I can yeah. see why that happened. I can see how the dots connected mm. to, to us meeting and us developing a relationship at that point in our lives and obviously has led to us getting married and yeah. um, and having a, a a beautiful marriage. Yeah. It's incredible, man. Super yeah. happy for you. Thank you, man. That's awesome, Thank brother. You. What are you, uh, just because I asked one random question before, I might as well throw another one in. What's been the most, because you and I every now and then through DMs and stuff will we'll be like, I'll see you uh, using a quote or, or something from a certain book or you'll respond to something that I've put up around a certain audio book or book or whatever. Yep. What's been the most influential book that you've read from a personal development perspective? Ooh. There's, there's been a few because I, like, I'm a big, well, I say I'm a big reader. I wouldn't consider myself a big reader, but I read, like one of my personal things is I read 50 pages a week, every week, no matter what. Yep. At least. Usually it's more than that. So you kind of add that up. I'm reading at least two and a half thousand pages a year. Mm-hmm. I'm getting through about 10 books a year. Yeah, so okay. I, I do make my way through a bunch of books. Um, I think probably from a, from a personal development perspective, Brene Brown's books have been incredibly impactful on me yeah. from like a vulnerability perspective mm-hmm. um, in, in different areas of my life as well. From a personal perspective, vulnerability as a leader and the way that I kind of lead the people that are involved in my companies, um, those have been very impactful for me. I think from a mindset perspective, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza's books, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself is yeah. like all time, mm-hmm. um, has been very impactful on me as well. Um, man, and then there's like some Simon Sinek books that have yep. really kind of helped me out in terms of mindset um, mm-hmm. in the business realm as well. Uh, have you have you read Hugh Van Kallen Hugh Van Kallenberg's book um, Resilience Project? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Man, if you haven't met him before, I'd love and to I'll introduce bring, you to Hugh. Yeah, uh, I would love to. Man, I feel yeah. like you guys would just get along so well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. and he's such a such a fantastic guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'll, I'll make that connection. I feel like I you guys get that. along so well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, another book as well. Um, just because you mentioned the Resilience Project was um, the Resilient Shield. Yeah. As well, um, was I haven't read that one. Yeah, yeah. That I have to suss it out. Well. Yeah. Yeah. What do you hope? that you're like, what legacy do you want to leave? I think people to ask that question and talk about it all the time. And I feel like there's, I feel anyway, there's a lot of different kind of ways to perceive it or different way meanings to it. But I think, mm. I guess a better question would be when someone thinks of you or, or the work that you have done or, or the businesses you've started and whatnot, like what is the, what's the legacy that you want to leave behind and what, what do you want pe- to pair, people to pair with your name? It's an interesting question. Um, and had you asked me this question probably as early as like five years ago, I definitely would have given you a different answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it probably speaks to, you know, more personal development than anything else and life experience. Too. Yeah. Um, but back to the books as well. So 
books that, uh, and I completely skimmed over these because I guess I kind of pulled them all together. Um, but um, Ryan Holiday mm. um, is uh, probably the godfather of modern stoicism. Yep. Um, and I've read all of his books. And, uh, you know, Ego is the Enemy, um, Discipline. Stillness is the Key. You like that one? Yeah. Key. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, they're obviously, they're stoic philosophy based books. But he pulls upon like modern examples mm-hmm. um, you know, over the last hundred years or so, and Stoicism is a two thousand year old philosophy, and kind of ties them in, and, and you know is able to uh, show how Stoic philosophy applies to modern day life. And so, a lot of his books have had a, lo- a really big impact on me. And Stoic philosophy is something that you know we've spoken about controlling your controllables, yeah. and we've spoken about. Um, you know, when you believe it, you'll see it and, and these sorts of things. A lot of that is rooted in Stoic philosophy. Um, from a legacy perspective, I'm I'm not even sure that it's that important to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think what's more important to me is having a positive impact on people who are here while I'm here. Yeah, I love that. Because I, I, I think like once you're gone and... And once everybody who lives in the same time period as you is gone, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Like it's, it's a bit morbid <laughs> and it's a bit like meditating yeah. on your mortality, but like ultimately, you know, like, like really kind of who has legacy that's not here anymore? Yeah, exactly. Jesus? Yeah. yeah. Muhammad? Yeah. You know? I, I think as well, it's also the thing that I kind of think about when, when I even ask myself that question is, you brought up such a good point of like you're more focused on the impact you can have while you're here because yeah. at the same time we also have control over what that impact is of course when you're fucking gone it's like you're gone you have no control over yeah. what impact it is or, or how it's perceived mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. super interesting so not, I, and you know yeah I, i'm not even sure like legacy is the is the is the the right word I'm not sure. I got to give that some more thought. You really you spark something in me. Good. But I think good, good. I think that you know when when people when people think about me and the things that I want associated with me what's most important to me at this stage of my life is that I have helped people on a level that has made a significantly positive impact in their life. And that's going to look different to different people. Yeah. Right? For some people, that might just be what I do in the fitness space, mm-hmm. as as um, through MJ Fitness, through TMJ Apparel, um, you know, through the challenges that we do through MJ Fitness, uh, through inspiring them through what I do as a as a pro men's physique athlete yep. competing. Uh, it might look like that. The people that I mentor in the business realm it might look like that people who just randomly follow me on social media and perhaps they you know get one of my blog posts and whatever they're going through in their life at that point in time it just hits and it just resonates Mm -hmm. and that has a positive impact on them it's going to look different for for different people but i think ultimately at this stage of my life that's what's most important is that you know they go you know, Joseph Mansell, he had a positive impact on me and this is why. Yeah, man. Well, I have no doubt there's going to be, there already would be so many fucking people that that you've had that impact on already, man. You'll continue to do so. From a business perspective, let's say, how can I wear this question? Five years from now, from a business perspective, and obviously we were talking a little, a little earlier about some of the the shifts or the changes that are happening in in some of the businesses at the moment yeah. in in some yeah. in some way. Yeah. In five years' time, where would you? What's the ideal? Like, where, what would you be happy with in terms of where the businesses are at? Mm-hmm. And then the second part of that question, and you may not have an answer for it now, but it's something that I want you to think about is mm-hmm. is what what can you do or what can be done by either you or others to shorten that time frame in half. Okay, there's a bit to unpack here. <laughs> there's a bit to unpack here. So the first the first part of the question was in five years time, where do I see the different businesses? Yeah. In terms of like how they're operating, the size, how many people they've impacted. 
Yeah, man. Because there's that's a few different ways you question. can go about yeah. that, right? And, and the reason why I ask is because I think about the shit all the time. Yeah. You know, like I'm big on goal setting. Mm-hmm. I'm big on um, vision boarding. Yeah. And my vision boards are five-year vision boards. Yeah. So I can tell you what the vision looks mm-hmm. like. But often I won't actually know exactly how that's going to manifest, mm-hmm. right? I can kind of say, okay, th- this is where I think, well, this is where I want to head and this is where I want to be in five years' time from a broad vision perspective. What that actually looks like, I'm not 100% sure. And this mm. kind of ties into work and belief, what we're yeah, yeah, about, yeah. right? And you can't join the dots looking forward. You can only join them looking back. Um, so I kind of know what that looks like in all different areas of my life because I vision board for my business and my career. I mm-hmm. vision board for my personal brand. I vision board for my personal life. Yeah, I same. vision board for my family. You do the same yeah, sort yeah, of stuff, yeah, yeah. right? And you understand how important that mm-hmm. is because if you if you don't know what direction you're heading in, how are you going to know if you're heading you in? You can't be right disappointed direction? when you don't end up at the fucking destination. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exa- there's that There's that proverb. Uh, no, it's not a proverb. It's from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> where No, it is. And I, re- I read this a couple of days ago. That's why it's top of mind where um, Alice uh, comes to a fork in the road and there's a Cheshire cat and she says, um, which road is the right road? And the Cheshire cat says, where are you trying to get to? And she says, I don't know. And he says, well, any road will lead you there. Nice. Yeah, that's... I like that. Yeah. I'm going to try and find that after yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, definitely Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you, <laughs> need, you need to know where yeah. you're going, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I can kind of answer that for all the different areas. The second question is how do you cut that time in half? Um, I'm not sure that I'd want to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that I'd want to because the process... And the journey for me is actually more important than the product and the destination. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I feel like because we're similar in that, value in that respect, right? yeah. That's the, I think that's where the value comes and it's probably, you know, uh, something that we value now because of our age as well. But mm. like in, in what fucking reality do we not work on something? Yeah, exactly right. working on something. Yeah. Yeah, and it wouldn't mean it'd mean fuck all to us if it didn't require the work to get it in the first place. Yeah, and yeah. if I got to my five year vision in two and a half years, well, I'd just set another five year vision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. True. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm, I'm not even sure that that I that I'd want to, mm. to be honest. Awesome answer. That's an awesome answer, mate. Just the last thing I, I wanted to ask you is, what's what's your biggest vulnerability right now, and what are you actively doing? to work on that my biggest vulnerability is trying to detach my identity from what i have historically attached it to okay um and 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 what i mean by that specifically is um like my identity has been attached to um being a successful businessman and being a professional athlete in, mm-hmm. in a physique baseball and like all of these things that I'm kind of known for, yeah. right? And, 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 and rightfully so, because I've spent so much of my life working on these things is it's become part of my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I understand the risk in that, right? Yep. Um, because it, it, it can cause some significant issues when perhaps certain things don't go to plan. Yep. Um, and I've experienced that in, you know, when we were younger mm, playing basketball. Yeah. Like my identity was fucking basketball yep. from when I could remember Same here, yeah. to, to when I was, you know, 18 years old and I developed stress fractures and that was the end of basketball. Yeah, gets taken away from you. Completely, right? And not on your terms. Mm-hmm. Like just gone. Yeah. And that, you know, once again as a teenager – really fucking hard Mm -hmm. but you know having your identity attached to like i am a basketballer and that's it yeah nothing outside yeah you know and so i can understand the risk associated with being i am a successful business yeah i am a professional men's physique Mm. athlete i am this i am that ties into ego as well so i think that that's a vulnerability that i'm trying to lean into yep it's kind of going okay there's there's more to me than yeah for sure what I've attached my yeah. identity to. It's just what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's what I do. It's yeah. not who I am. Yeah. Um, and I think what I'm doing to uh to 
to work on that is um, just a lot of like the deep psychological work around mm-hmm. around exactly what you said. Like, the, it's not who I am. It's what I do. Yeah. And if I choose to do something different, it's not going to change who I am. Yeah. Right? I could yeah. just go and do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's something that I actually, so I, I um, work with a professional psychologist. Fantastic. Um, yeah. And I have for many, many years now. I actually started working with her when I went through my divorce. Okay, yeah. Marriage breakdown, that was when we, we um, first connected and I've just continued working with her ever since. Yeah, brilliant. Because um, it's been incredible work. But it's something that I work on with her is um, is identity. Mm-hmm. You know, like how do we how do we actually like detach, maybe not detach is the right word, but kind of unlock really um, from these identities in order to unlock your full potential as who you actually are. As who you are. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Brother, I have thoroughly enjoyed sitting here chatting with you. I feel like I, I say this quite a lot, but it's only because I only ever get people on the show that I genuinely love talking to. But I feel like we could just sit here and chat all fucking day. Yeah. And I think we should do that more too. I feel like we should get on Zoom calls or I fucking hate Zoom, but um, <laughs> we're in two separate states. But yeah, yeah. Zoom call, yeah. calls or phone calls or something more often yeah. and, and chat through a lot of this stuff, man, because yeah. it's been so enjoyable um, and... Yeah, it's been fucking worth the wait, hey. This yeah. this this has been a it's really been enjoyable good. conversation, man, and I'm so excited for the the audience to hear it and um and for those that are watching or listening at the moment, uh, any of the value you've taken away from this episode, uh, there's a few things I'd love from you. Firstly, make sure you go and follow Joseph and and keep up with his journey if you're not already. Secondly, we'd love for you to share this episode with someone that you care about or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram or so anywhere on social media. Um but man, is, if there's anything else you want to add in, um, feel free. But I, but I really appreciate you coming in. Too. Yeah. It's been it's been a really fun conversation. Yeah, no, I just want to say thanks, man. Like I, 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 I kind of knew the direction we were going today. I didn't think we'd go exactly where we went. Um, but I think that you know one of the things that I said to you was I wanted to make sure that we brought a lot of value to your audience in this episode and perhaps touch on things that they haven't heard before mm-hmm. um, or you know haven't heard from from a different guests on your yep. show um and i think that we definitely did that a hundred percent think yeah, so yeah. yeah so thank you for the opportunity and thank you for the platform absolute pleasure um, and thank you for everything that you do as well thank you man for for your audience for your listeners and your viewers and people who follow you on social media um you know as i said at the start of the show like it's inspiring to see how far you've come and i think that the positive impact that you have on so many different people in so many different areas of their lives is something you should be very proud of so i appreciate that a lot man thank you so much um uh, yeah that means a lot to me thank you so much man and for everyone who has tuned in um i also really appreciate you so thank you so much for tuning in if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already please do um we'd love to hear from you in terms of feedback on these episodes and uh really looking forward to chatting to you in the next episode and again joseph thanks so much man i appreciate you a lot and uh Looking forward to watch your continued success, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother.